Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Chiefs and Bills put on one of the best football games ever. The Rams' all-in approach was justified. Plus, how did the Bengals take down the King? Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, the Rams' all-in approach pays off. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It will go down as one of the great playoff games of all time. 25 points scored in the last two minutes, and then the Chiefs win it in overtime. Patrick Mahomes outduels Josh Allen 42 to 36. They are back for the fourth time in the AFC title game. Joining me now from Locked On Chiefs, Chris Clark. And Chris, Patrick Mahomes is a wizard in the middle of the season. That Those struggles seem a long way off at this point. Help me unpack what happened that last two minutes. You know, one of my favorite writers on Twitter, I uh, believe it's Nate Taylor, and I think actually Therese Taylor actually coined this. Mahomes just goes uh, not over my dead body. And that's exactly how this game feels. Um, you know, he takes them seven, what, 45 yards and 10 seconds to get them in field goal range to tie the game. And, and I understand that the defense screwed up. You can't allow those types of plays, blah, 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 whatever. Um, just absolutely incredible. And that was a great throw to Kelsey. And the second you knew, the second you saw that ball go to Kelsey, you knew he was going to catch it. You knew that he was going to get both feet down. Uh, I had no doubt about it. And Mahomes just played a phenomenal game and outdueled a great quarterback in Josh Allen. And I'll give Allen credit. I was really curious going into this game if he was going to step up in the big moments. And he absolutely stepped up in the big moments. Well, that that is something I wanted to ask you about because these were the two teams that played last year for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And when it was all said and done, it didn't look close as to who the best team in the AFC was. It seems a lot closer now. If this is a rivalry, I think non-Chiefs and Bills fans are going to sign up for it, you know, 12 days out of 10. But from a Chiefs perspective, when you see Josh Allen doing this, does it change how you feel about the Chiefs standing in the AFC? No, the Chiefs won uh, until they lose <laughs> in the <True>. AFC. They're <laughs> they're the team to beat. And I know that sounds cocky, and I'm really not trying to sound cocky. Josh Allen is a fantastic quarterback. The Bills are a fantastic football team. Uh, but you also have to be a little bit fair Kansas City gave up two touchdowns where their players either tripped into each other or just straight tripped. I'm not saying the Bills didn't make plays, but when you have those types of plays happen, uh, to be able to overcome them and win the game is what's special. Now the Chiefs get a a Bengals team that beat them just a few weeks ago. It's Joe Burrow against Patrick Mahomes. What needs to change in this matchup as we look forward very early in the week, of course, at this AFC title game? I think what needs to change is I think Kansas City needs to, you know, attack on all plays. And I think that they sat back on defense a lot and tried to keep the Bengals in front of them, tried to avoid big plays. And I'm not going to say that uh, you can't get beat with big plays. You obviously can. We saw that tonight. It almost beat Kansas City multiple times. But I think that if you are aggressive on both offense and defense, it's going to play into your uh, play into what you do as a team. 
And we got to hope Tyron Matthews is back playing. You got to remember, he went out in the first drive of this game on defense, and that is a huge loss for Kansas City. Yep. And they lost Shavarius Ward at times during this game as well. So, you know, go, going down two of your best players, and yes, I say that about Ward because I think he played fantastic on the night. If you look at what Stephon Diggs did in this game, he didn't do anything, and Ward was on in most of the game. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The San Francisco 49ers became the first team in NFL history to win a playoff game after being down four or more in the final five minutes without scoring an offensive touchdown. It was a blocked punt. They returned for a score and then Robbie Gold's field goal as time expired that beat the number one seed Green Bay Packers in a 13-10 stunner. This throws in to question everything about the Green Bay Packers, how they've built this team, and what happens next. Because this was the team for Green Bay. They hit on guys like Russell Douglas and Devondre Campbell. They hit on rookies like Eric Stokes. They were able to maximize this season by getting the number one seed. And then they can't even win a playoff game. Does Aaron Rodgers come back? We don't know. Does Devontae Adams come back? We don't know. How much of their offensive coaching staff do they get to keep with reports Sunday night coming off that Nathaniel Hackett is one of the front runners in Denver for that job, a potential Aaron Rodgers location. This loss could end up being a touchstone in this franchise's history that changed everything about what came after it. And because Aaron Rodgers is that kind of player, and because you only get so many opportunities to win Super Bowls, that is not hyperbole even a little. Former Georgia wide receiver Jermaine Burton announced on Sunday that he will transfer to, of all places, Alabama. The Dogs just beat the Crimson Tide in the national championship game, but Burton is switching sides. After entering the transfer portal on Wednesday, Burton was second on the team in receiving yards with 497 and tied for second on the team in receiving touchdowns with five. Burton was the 99th recruit in the 2020 class out of Calabasas High School in California and chose Georgia over offers like LSU, Alabama, Arizona State, Oregon, and others. The NBA on Sunday suspended Milwaukee Bucks guard Grayson Allen for one game for his flagrant two-foul on Alex Caruso that caused a fractured wrist for the Bulls guard. The league punished Allen, who was ejected in a 94-90 victory over the Bulls Friday night after receiving that flagrant two for what it deemed unnecessary and excessive content. For what it deemed was unnecessary and excessive contact. The Bucks said in a statement that they disagree with the suspension. We disagree with the suspension. <laughs> Seems right. We support Grayson and look forward to him rejoining our team for Friday's game versus New York. Jason Tatum has been in a real slump lately for the Boston Celtics. Sunday may have been exactly what he and the Celtics needed. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your football action this season. And then there were four. The conference title game lines are out. The improbable run for the Cincinnati Bengals has led them to a date with the Kansas City Chiefs. And the betonline.ag line for this game is the Kansas City Chiefs giving seven. 
The San Francisco 49ers stunned the Green Bay Packers to advance to the NFC Championship game against the LA Rams, who threw all their chips in this season. The betonline.ag line for this game is the Rams giving three and a half. Remember, it turned into a 49ers home game at SoFi Stadium late in the season when these two teams played. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. It was exactly the kind of game the LA Rams had in mind when they brought Matthew Stafford to SoFi Stadium to try and compete with a player like Tom Brady. They had to go to Tampa to do it, but they get it done. A bomb to Cooper Cup on the last drive with under a minute to go, and they hold off the defending champs 30-27. to 27. Joining me now from Locked on Rams, Travis Rogers And Travis, how far does this run so far go to justifying the all-in moves that this team has made? Well, I think it complete, completely legitimizes the trade that they made. They, they made a trade to get further than they got a year before. With, with the win against Tampa, they are further than they were a year ago. That They went to the divisional round of Green Bay last year, as you well know, Peter, and you know, they, they, they didn't have enough. They, they weren't able to get it done. Aaron Donald was hurt, all the extenuating circumstances that we know, but it was very clear to listen to Sean McVay, to listen to Les Snead, that they did not think their quarterback was good enough, that in the event they got into a game where the quarterback was going to be the difference, do we have that guy? Now they do. You got to see it in Tampa. He was as good as you ever could have hoped for. It was kind of everybody else that put them in a position on the offensive side of the ball where it turned into the type of game that it did. But Matthew Stafford was absolutely up for the challenge, and he absolutely validated that trade in Tampa. They won. But Tampa almost came all, they came all the way back. They did not take the lead, but they tied the game late. Okay, you get the win. No one gets to take that away from you. But how concerning is the end of this game, especially for a team that as a group has never won anything together? Yeah, well, I, I think it, it kind of depends on on where you're sitting. I think if you're sitting where I'm sitting and a lot of people in this in the city of Los Angeles are sitting, it's one of those, that was way too close for comfort. But the fact of the matter is they won. They're playing again next week. You know, they're one of four teams that are that are left and still playing football. So whatever happened last week, who cares? You know, they, they won. You keep it moving. I do think you bring up uh, an interesting point, though, because this was a game that about halfway through the third quarter felt like it should have been 45 to three. Right. And it wasn't. And it was one. And then. All of a sudden, when Tampa was able to get to within two touchdowns, that's when you said, okay, it's it's a real game again all of a sudden. Because up until that, it was a three-score game. And then when that field goal missed from Matt Gay, you really started to have that this isn't really happening to our sorts of moments. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's the best of both worlds. They learned a very valuable lesson that you have to clean some of these things up. That if you give somebody an inch, they're going to find a way to take advantage of that but they still won the game that it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, and I don't know how much Arizona had to do with the game against Tampa. So I don't know how much Tampa will have to do with San Francisco. I think San Francisco is its own beast. And, you know, they got their hands full enough with that to try to figure out what happened at the end of the Tampa game. They won they keep, they keep playing. There is an element though, that that certainly creates this, this mirror effect because that 49er game ended much the same way with them blowing a 17 point lead to get the 49ers into the postseason. Mm -hmm. And that, that has, if you're a Rams fan, you got to be going, this is, this is probably not the team we wanted to see in the NFC title game. 
You know, you're, it's interesting. We've been talking about this on Locked on Rams. We've been talking about this on my ESPN show, that in the event that the Rams did beat Tampa, who would you have rather seen come out of the other side? And, and my hand was in the air. I, I I didn't like either of the matchups a ton, but I did like the Packer matchup a little bit better. I'd rather play the type of football that you would play against Green Bay, even if the weather were bad. San Francisco is the, the proverbial nightmare matchup. The good news is the Rams did have a 17-point lead. They got very conservative in the second half of that game. I think Sean McVay, look, I thought he made a couple of mistakes against Tampa, but one thing Sean McVay has shown, he's a pretty quick study, that he doesn't typically make the same mistakes over and over and over again. So hopefully that the idea of being more aggressive, if they can get with a lead, the result's a little bit different. Coming up, how did the Bengals take down the King? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is about making you healthier by giving you something that tastes good to fuel your body. It's a new year. That means New Year's resolutions. That means trying to eat a little bit healthier. That means trying to get fit. I'm trying to do both of those things. And guess what? I had a Built Bar today. Late afternoon, you need a little something to eat, and they taste so good. That is the key. You, you get a little boost just from eating something covered in 100% chocolate that tastes delicious. I love all of the coconut flavors, but they've got flavors across the gamut. They're all low in calorie, low in sugars, low in net carbs, high in protein, high in fiber. And yet it feels like you're eating something that is a cheat meal, but it's not. That is the beauty and the genius of Built Bar. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That's what Built Bar brings you. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and flavors that change constantly. They've got all kinds of new stuff. They are constantly rolling out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. It may seem like a lifetime ago now after all that we saw over the weekend, but in the divisional round opener, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals held on to beat the Tennessee Titans 19-16, a 52-yard field goal from the rookie kicker Evan McPherson, and they are going to the AFC Championship game. Joining me now, from Locked on Bengals, Jake Lisko. And, and Jake, this was a game that the Bengals seemed to have in control and then all of a sudden did not have control of. There was some bizarre uh, uh, timekeeping decisions on both sides, and yet the Bengals were able to pull it out. What was the key for them? Well, I think the biggest thing, you're right, it did go really back and forth there in the second half, but Derek Henry discussed all week, and I thought he would have a better game than he did, got bottled up. You credit the Bengals defensive front, Luana Ruma, who interviewed for that New York Giants head coaching job on Sunday, right off the back of that performance. They did a great job against Derrick Henry and the run game. And obviously Ryan Tannehill just putting the ball in dangerous spots. And I saw that PFF only knocked him for one of those interceptions as a turnover worthy play, but the other, the other two were fantastic plays by defensive players. Eli Apple batting a ball in the air, Logan Wilson in pursuit cleaning it up and Mike Hilton just making a fantastic play on a slot blitz. So defense really the key to this one. And of course, having a kicker that can make two field goals from 50 plus without breaking a sweat is uh, a big reason the Bengals won that game as well. Yeah. And, and I know 
you know, they, they didn't light up the scoreboard. 19 points is not, uh, you know, fireworks by NFL playoff standards, but the Bengals put the game on Joe Burrow's back and he delivered 348 yards, 9.4 per attempt. He did throw the interception and didn't have a touchdown, but this team has relied on Joe Burrow so much through just two seasons of his NFL career. I mean, put this in perspective for me about what he's doing for this franchise right now, because he's carrying them. Yeah, he, he really is for the most part. And this wasn't his best game. I think Mike Vrabel did enough to change the picture from pre to post snap that it bothered him more than I've seen him bothered by that really in the last eight games, if not this entire year where he was confused by what he was seeing a little bit. I think that contributed to the nine sacks. It wasn't just the Bengals offensive line letting guys through. It was at times Joe Burrow holding on to the ball a little bit too long or not finding his hot when he needed to be hot. But that being said, the fact that Zach Taylor continues to trust Joe Burrow and has put the ball in the game in his hands is something that I think he needed to do. He needed to get away from the over-reliance on the run game in certain situations. And the run game was sneaky good for the Bengals on a small sample size of attempts. Joe Mixon had a pretty nice game, but running running the game through Burrow is going to be the path forward for this team. And the fact that in his second year coming off of a massive knee injury, Joe Burrow's got the Bengals to the AFC title game for the first time in over 30 years is just huge for where this franchise is going. And finally, Kansas State Junior Center Ioka Lee made NCAA Division I women's basketball history, dropping a record 61 points. Lee scored almost as many points herself as Oklahoma did as a team with the unranked Wildcats beating the number 14 Sooners 94-65 in Kansas. Big night for Kansas teams, even though, of course, Kansas City's Arrowhead Stadium is in Missouri. But let's not argue semantics on this one. Coming up Monday, now that the Bills have been eliminated, how many of their coaches will find head coaching opportunities? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.